0: And then uh, I can always go and chop this up, anything.
1: Yep. Yeah, get the highlights from it.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I plan on doing, yeah. Um, But uh, uh, yo fam, Coach Sam, Strong Jens Coach, I'm here with Coach Tom, and uh, we're going to start a podcast together and just kind of go over um, certain things that the young men's demographic can deal with uh, and use on a daily basis to improve their life. Um, So uh, you're going to hear some cool conversations from us just – general topics, our own shared experiences, and then our our, um, education for you guys as well. So um, uh, we're also just going to have some banter and some fun on this podcast to make it uh, easy to watch. So uh, before we get into the strong stuff, um, just uh, Coach Tom went on a pretty cool uh,
1: workout today. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people what you were doing? That's right. I want to say hello to Sam, Trainer Sam. What's up? My man. That's right. it. Strong every day. Today, okay, two weeks from today, April 2nd, doing a great event in New York City with my main rucking man, Jim. Uh, it's a 26-mile Go Ruck event. And if you're not familiar with Go Ruck, okay, they're they're the number one and premier company in promoting rucking, you know, which is, um, you know, uh, a, a offshoot of a military term, my rucksack. Okay. And, uh, taking that activity, uh, of military training and, um, then having it become a new, uh, type of workout activity. And I happen to love it. And, um, you know, in short, uh, you know, uh, rucking is, um, is, is hiking or walking with a weighted backpack. And, uh, you know, it may sound, Jim and I say this all the time, right. It, it may sound like it's not that difficult and, um, but it's, it's a grind. So, um, you know, uh,
0: It's a grind and it gives an appreciation to the people who serve our country and carry 80 pounds, 60 pounds, walk for absolutely, uh, walk staircases, carrying people. Um, so it's cool. You know, I did it. We did it two years ago together, 26 miles, 40 pounds, uh, eight miles in the sand on the Jersey shore. It was pretty cool. But
1: yeah, um, it's just a new appreciation for the people who put in some hard work. Absolutely. And, um, you know it's a great activity out there it's it's low impact okay but weight bearing right and uh so uh it's easy on the joints but it's weight bearing and uh so you burn some calories and uh it's a lot better for you than walking although walking's great too nothing wrong with walking uh, but if you want to add a little bit and have a little bit more weight bearing type exercise and burn a little bit a few more calories you know rucking is great uh um, exercise so just, to just, do.
0: To, just to add to that really quick um uh there one just for the fitness. I think they're not one's not better than the other. They just offer different uh, stimulus to the body, so different benefits. So, good thing about rocking is people, for your situation, um, where you know it's it is lower intensity in terms of the complexity of it. So there's less risk of injury, but it also induces the same response to your muscles and bones. So when you age, your bones start to decay. You get osteoporosis, osteopenia, especially in females. So a way to delay that process, or even post you know postpone pause that process what's happening, happening is by weight bearing and the easy way to do that is through rucking in various forms, whether it's short distance where you're carrying weights in your hands, farmers carries you're carrying a backpack in the form of rucking. Um, so yeah, you're right it is very beneficial so for anybody out there who um, you know is kind of afraid to get hurt but you're suffering with bone loss, especially women, don't be afraid to go and carry around some heavy weight um, to get the same results.
1: Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, we did 18 miles today, um, 20 pounds. Uh, yeah, we rock 20 pounds because that's what the, uh, the minimum weight, uh, requirement for this particular go ruck event is. Um, and, uh, it's going to be in New York city. We don't know the route yet. It's kind of a cool part of it. Um, are going to meet, uh, at 6am is our, our meetup point at the Vietnam, uh, the Vietnam Memorial museum, uh, in lower Manhattan. And uh that's when we're gonna get um, you know, kind of what our route is. So uh we did 18 miles today, uh over five and a half hours. Um, took some breaks, uh, which are necessary when you ruck. Um, but um it's a commitment, you know, like five and a half hours, like that's uh, you know, that's almost three quarters of a workday for most people, and, and and we're walking around with, with 20 pounds, you know. So um, and, um, you know, I posted a short video about today, th- about that today, you know, and, and I do on my Instagram page, um, you know, and uh, promoting the our strong gents program and, and my message today was, you know, um, there's no magic pill, uh, you know, to take there's no magic okay you just do it right so um, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're a very motivating guy. Like I rucked with two guys today that, you know, one's in his, uh, uh you know, upper thirties, later thirties. And, and the other one, my good friend, Jim is, is, is um, early forties and I'm in my late fifties. Okay. And, um, you know, they ask me like, yeah, like, t- how do you do this? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is just, this is just what I, what I've always done. Like, I don't see age, like, you know, I, I see the group of us as the same age, you know? So, um, you know, you just do it. You just do it. If that's what you want to do, you prioritize. So yeah, I'm true. really fired up about this. I'm really fired up about
0: it. No, it's cool. It, it's cool. So cool to do. Um, uh, definitely an event that's, you know, um, time consuming, but it's worth the time. It's it's gratifying. It gives you uh, something at the end of it. It uh, takes a. It's, it's, I like doing events like that. Like um, when I did the 50 mile run straight, um, it took a piece of me like, and, and but it, in a good way, like it, it's always gonna be a part of me. It was it took energy, it took time, it took a piece of my life, but it doesn't matter. It was well spent. And I think that things like that, especially rucking, like if you if you could find a group of dudes, right? Like you found a group of dudes, and you you can go do this stuff together, the camaraderie, the uh the backpacking off each other, the support. I mean, it's just it's it's inexpensive, it's priceless. It's something that you need as a man in life, to be able to to find men who who like doing similar things as you. Uh, maybe not have the exact mindset as you, but you guys feed off each other's mindsets and it progresses you it keeps you going even when things get uncomfortable.
1: I think that's like one of the greatest things in the world uh, is doing that. It, it is. It is awesome, man. It is awesome. You know, like um, um, like, you know, I don't have any problem um, personally, uh, you know, motivating myself working out uh, on my own. So I, I do a lot of my workouts on my own. Um, And I understand, you know, there's a lot of people that like that group type of motivation and that's fine. There's nothing like that. Like having fun while you are having a great workout like those two things together. Okay, just add up to wow, like, I like this, I want to keep this going. Like, we had such a wonderful time today. Like, I didn't even look at it as a five and a half hour workout. I looked at it as five and a half hour time spent with my friends that we we caught up, we spoke about so many things. And we talked about especially towards the end, you know, about the last, you know, like the first half, the first nine miles is fun, you know, it's, 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 it's cool. And uh, it's easy. Uh, and then, but the last nine miles, the last three miles, it's a grind. And we're like, this is a grind, this is a grind. That's right. We can do this thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, and then we're thinking about in two weeks, wow. Like, uh, okay, we're about to finish 18 miles. We got eight, eight more to go in two weeks, you know, and we're, we're playing about that. Like how are we feel and how we're going to do this next week. So uh, it's just energizing. Uh, I just can't get enough of this. Um, and, um, you know, it keeps me going. I love this stuff, you know, and that's why I want to keep, I want to, with strong gents, you know, uh, we have a message. And uh, I always say, you know, it is what it is. I'm a motivation millionaire, you know, and it's coming out of my pores. And if, if I can, if I can give some of mine to someone else, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, no, I mean, um
0: in, in terms of just walking the walk and talking the talk, you know, um, you are the guy. I mean, like, people will learn your more about your personal story, you know just from these episodes and the questions that I ask, questions that people ask, but um you know you just being your son, I know more than everybody, but you live a hard life and you 're still at it every day i mean it 's a at the end of the day like um, everybody wants that that internal motivation, and some people are born with it, I believe more than others, but at the end of the day, I think anybody can build on that that willpower and that motivation. And I think it starts with accepting the fact that that being uncomfortable and suffering a little bit is kind of part of the the journey. Like the rucking, like you said, it it was kind of cool in the first nine miles. But after that, the second nine miles is is a little bit more suffering. But then when you finish, like you come out gratified, you come out stronger and the people you're with, you guys suffered a little bit together. And I use that word suffering. It might not be the right one, but I'm going to stick with it. And and it made you closer, right? So I think if Young men especially can accept the fact that like, especially in the early years, like I wish I knew this when I was a little younger, that like some forms of, of discomfort is, is part of the ride of becoming an individual, becoming a man and not having, you know, and not being baby so much. I think training, physical training is is a good stepping stone to learning that. Um, well, I don't know if you have any yeah. comments on that, but I think just pushing the body and becoming uncomfortable can get you to a better mind. Mind
1: One of the issues, you know, we were talking about before we came on here tonight, we were talking about COVID and and, uh, you know, some of the, the fallout from COVID with with individuals, with people. And now that we're we're getting back to normal, you know, but what I found through these two years of COVID, you know, is that unfortunately people become soft. Um, they have become, you know, like they can't stand any discomfort. And unfortunately, a lot of parents you know, um, I think, I think think soft and complacent can go hand in hand, those two words. Like, I I think maybe some people are still hard, but they're complacent, you know? So here's the thing, you know what I mean? Like everything's not going to be comfortable. And so in COVID, okay, we, we've attempted to make things as comfortable as possible for everyone and say, you know what, like, like with the, let's use the mask, for example, right? Yeah, go for it. No one like use the mask or whatever people that make political points on it, whatever, fine. Okay, this is not about politics. This is about it is what it is. So if there's a mask rule or executive order, whatever it is, like, so I work in a public school, right? So public schools had an executive order to wear them. So you had to, okay? Um, So it's kind of like, you know, okay, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if we have to, we might not like it. Um, You know, maybe we think it's wrong whatever. But, you know, we can do it, right? If we have to, we can do it. Um, you know, unfortunately, in COVID, it's something that's like, well, we're, we're just too uncomfortable, like, and, and we're not supposed to be uncomfortable, and we just can't do it, you know, so.
0: Agreed. Um, agreed 100%. Yeah. I'll t- I'll piggyback on that with um, me and my, my brother, Wade, um, we personal trainers. And uh, during the whole pandemic, especially the mask heavy portion of it, um, we were working, you know, we still work long days, but you know, 12, 12 hour a day, uh, in a mask for 12 hours straight, straight, 12 hours straight in a mask. Right. Yeah. But we got people coming in complaining and we would, we sometimes, you know, someone cancels you work out on your shift. There's other people there. You still got to wear your mask. So 12 hours in a mask, working out in a mask for a year, at least a year, more than a year, You yeah. still have to wear it sometimes because at the end of the day, you know, whether I like it or not, if someone really wants me to wear a mask, you know, I'll, I'll wear it because it's a service business. Now, do I think that that's a whole other side is my opinion on it, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is is um, I, I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyways, and I did it for 12 hours. And people would come in and complain about working out in a mask or having to wear a mask for an hour, right? So, in my mind, you're right, soft is a good word, but also just selfish, right? I think it's selfish, right? So, like, whoa, me, and I think that's a, a that happens a lot right now. Is this whoa, me, it's always whoa, me when it's like you know, think about the bigger picture now, what are you really complaining about? And I think, COVID you know, it was a catalyst for people to have this like look on their life where it was like, 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 whoa, me. And they want, they just want things to happen for them instead of going out and building on things. And maybe that's
1: right. a new thing, but. Um, well, I think that, you know, uh, I have this theory, you know, being a, a counselor for over 30 years a therapist dealing with people and also being a football coach for a long time and stuff like that, that generally speaking, now this is a general statement. Okay, that human beings, okay, naturally gravitate towards what's easiest. Oh, 100%. So if if the situation like in COVID, all right, um, where I had to stay home, okay, for whatever reason, you know, like the bars were shut down, the restaurants were shut down, so I'm home. So now I'm going to gravitate to what's easiest, which is playing my video games all the time or eating bad or not getting exercise in, you know, because I gravitate towards what's easiest, you know. So, you know, um, I've fought, I, you know, I'm not going to say I fought that. I've been aware of that all my life and I'm a human being and sometimes I gravitate towards uh, what's e- easiest, but it's rare. You know, I kind of recognize it. and um, But, you know, you don't have to do that. You can make a choice like today you know, you, you I, I made a choice. Okay. I have a goal and I made a choice to spend five and a half hours on my feet, walking 18 miles with 20 pounds on my back. Okay. It may sound a lot to people who are listening to this, but to me, it's not, it's not that much. It's kind of like, you know, um, I, you know, I gravitate towards things that are uncomfortable because I want to conquer them. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause it makes me feel good.
0: Not only just makes you feel good though, like that's a real thing. Like, um, when you were, you were saying, um, um, if we, if you backtrack real quick, I'm um, sorry. Someone texted me, so I lost my track of thought. Um, you, you were saying things are un- uncomfortable in COVID, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, staying Correct. at home and all that stuff, and uh, yes. So I believe that goes back to what we were saying, and like the suffering is actually good because what you've seen is when people are too comfortable, the rate of suicide, the rate of alcoholism, the rate of depression from the last three years has skyrocketed through the roof, and people have been technically. More comfortable than ever before. They got DoorDash; they don't have to cook. Right. They got Instacart; they don't have to cook. Right. They, you know, they have. They've been at home playing video games. They didn't have to
1: go to work. They don't have to go to school. Yeah. they get free money. Like things and, are just comfortable. And, these, and another big temptation, okay? Uh, there's uh, online gambling. It's just another human temptation that's a fingertip away. You know, As, so uh, it's a, they, You're right. So everything's been at
0: everybody's fingertips. Even though COVID's been terrible, it's not. Just run past right. the disease part of it, and in the beginning, the fear response was great. You know, granted to everybody, it's scary that you know you have a virus that can take you out. Um, but things have changed. There's, there's medicines out there, and so things have changed. So why are people staying in that same realm of living? Like we, we right. especially well. I feel like young guys, you know. it's So I think it comes to avoiding, and I use the term suffering, but it could just be discomfort. So how well. do you get someone
1: motivated to choose the path? Uh, to stop choosing the path of least resistance, and well, yeah. some challenges. You know, I think you know a, a big part of that is awareness, right? And then uh, you know, when you become aware of what that's all about, then challenge yourself to make a choice. So, it's 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 quite common among therapists, counselors to recognize that people. Um, even if they don't like their present state of affairs, their present situation, okay, and you can take that as a marriage, a relationship, their life, uh, their physical self, whatever. Um, Although they may not like it, okay, the change, the stress of the unknown, the stress of change uh, is so great for some of them. They prefer uh, their known misery, okay, the comfort in their known misery instead of, taking these small risks, and changing, because that's hard, okay, even though the change may be better for them, okay, change is stressful, even good change is stressful, right, and so, you know, even though they might feel like they need to make changes, they're comfortable in their present situation, which is not a great one, you know, so how do you get over that hump, it's first is awareness, and then challenging yourself, like, do I want to remain in my present state where I don't like my life right now. I want and to
0: be different. I think that since we, you know, we coach young men, I think to speak to that demographic, the number one way to begin challenging yourself is physically. So you got a physical body and overcoming physical obstacles and learning that you can overcome things, become stronger and uh, change your physical body will give you not only confidence, but an, un- an unconscious support. The subconscious feeling and energy that you can accomplish other things in life, whether it be in business, whether it be in relationships, things like that, you have a better aura around you. And but I think it's important to realize that if Sometimes if you don't have that internal motivation to push that next quarter mile or to climb the next flight of stairs or to lift the 10 more pounds, someone to do it, help you through that is very important because like we do choose a path of least resistance. And I see that all the time in my personal training business, when someone stops at eight reps, when they got 14 more in the tank, just because they're uncomfortable. So having someone there to push them to the next level benefits their growth. And then that growth leads the gym into other areas of their life. So so in terms of young men, the physical fitness aspect, because coronavirus kind of put them on inside the house, has kind of been neglected. So I think if you're a young man, you're watching this video, you have to start physically first.
1: You have to. And so- I think that it, that I, I also agree with that. Um, and physical is one of the first places to start. So I did a lesson the other night for Strong Gents guys. And it was on responsibility and self-discipline. And so, you know, I really in putting this lesson together uh, and, you know, and reflecting on my life, my coaching, my counseling and stuff. You know, um, you would think like, hey, like, what's the point? How do I get more self-discipline? Right. Well, I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to do this. But how do I do that? But, you know, this is a really good, um, you know, uh, point when it comes to COVID and how people started to live because of COVID more uh, irresponsible lives. They're, they're becoming less responsible. So what do I mean? Um, they didn't keep a good sleep-wake schedule. They stayed up too late, maybe playing video games very late and then getting up late in the morning. And then their diet wasn't good. Uh, or, you know, if they're a young man living at home, you know, uh, someone else is doing everything for them, their laundry or, uh, or their shopping or their cooking, you know. And so, you know, to me, you know, say, how do you become more self-disciplined? Well, first, Uh, you have to make a commitment to say, I need to live a more responsible life. I need to start getting up on time. Okay. Uh, Start, you know, doing my own laundry, maybe start shopping for my own food, start working out, taking responsibility for my body, but to start to live before you can even develop self-discipline, that will come. First, you have to make a decision to be more responsible, make more responsible choices with how I live my life day to day. And then I will become self-disciplined in that as I, you know, each day I I um, make movement towards my goal and then you will become self-disciplined. But the, you have to make a decision to be more responsible for your life, you know? And I think, so, um, I think just to piggyback on that,
0: that um, a lot of people do things for a long period of time unconsciously without realizing it's causing a problem. So whether it's drinking or smoking or video game addiction or gambling, <clears throat> they, they kind of create a schema in their head where... They put a false narrative up where, oh, you know, like it eh, a couple more times isn't that bad, or you know, it's not that bad. But I think in terms of becoming responsible, you got to look at yourself and, and realize you have a problem when you let's say drink too much and the next morning you wake up and you regret the night, right? I think that is so if if somebody can have that aha moment, it might give them the motivation to start doing things differently. So if no one's there to point it out like what do you say to someone who who has no idea right they have no they, they don't have anybody telling them to stop you know drinking or staying up till 4am or even if they do have someone telling them it just didn't click yet do you think that's just individual you think it just clicks for people do you think it comes when they wake up and they're like well,
1: yep i regret everything i did last night
0: what do you think oh.
1: Well, I mean, I think it, it depends, you know, what's your situation like, you know, are you living at home with your parents you a young man, you know, because all parents are different. One of the things I say in my counseling situations, you know, when I hear that, you know, parents are a little bit lax and they have an adult uh, kid living at home and the adult kid may be doing some of the things that, that we had discussed and the parents waiting for, well, I hope he gets it. You know what I mean? I hope he starts getting up on time. You know, I hope he, hope he, hope the light bulb goes off. And, you know, I say, I say, I look at the kid, I go, I said, you're going to mess up a good situation. I'm like, you don't want to come home. With I'm like, you don't want to come home with me. I said, that's one thing. You don't want to come home with me. You know, I mean, I actually had parents believe this is a true story. Right. One of my clients, um, you know, talking about a, a son, adult son living at home, probably 24 at the time, 24, 25. And they said, you know, he he worked um, a swing shift, meaning he would get home. His, his job would end at 11 p.m everybody's in bed. And he would come home and kind of be awake, right? So that's normal. Like you, you end at 11pm, you come home at 1130, you eat, you're up for a while, right? So he was a, had a different schedule. So um, being self absorbed, um, you know, he would eat and then go on his, um, his PlayStation and, and, and go on, you know, live PlayStation playing live, um, you know, um, video games, whatever that may be, and have his earphones in. So he would get excited during the game and start like shouting in the middle of the night, waking everyone up. And they said, Tom, what should we do? And I said, is that a trick question? <laughs> I'm like, is that a trick question? I'm like, who's, I'm like, whose house is that? They're like, they're like, uh, well, it's our house. I'm like, all right. Um, you know, I asked me what I would do? And they're like, yeah. I said, well, listen, I said, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell my like I'm not going to tell my son not to play video games as a 24, 25 year old uh, at home in the middle of the night if that's what he wants to do. As long as he gets up in the morning, he's productive. He does his, it's his life. You know what I mean? Like everything's fine. Okay, you want to have less sleep but still be productive? Fine. But if he's waking me up, that's a totally different story. So I would say it once. I say, listen, no more. If you can't be quiet, these video games. I, I got to get sleep. I got to work in the morning. And they said, "And, and that's not. What if he didn't do it?" I said, "If he didn't do it, the next time he did it, when he wasn't home, I'd go into his room, pull the set off, go over to the second floor balcony, and throw it off into the driveway and bust it into a million freaking pieces." That's what I would do. And they're like, "Oh," I'm like, "It's your house. You got to get up for work. What are you teaching him?"
0: That's uh, it's it's funny you say, you know, because when I was I was growing up, me and you had it out sometimes, and you were you would take away the game station sometimes, and you know, you'd always. I don't know if you broke it one time, maybe, but you always said you broke it. And then it showed showed up again. You would always like say, oh, I'm going to smash it. And it would be be gone. And then it would come back. It would show up again like a week later. But um, for the people listening, our neighbor, uh, the Gracias, um, uh, one of my best friends, Dylan and his father, Glenn, we were uh, in his basement playing video games and his father asked him to to do a couple chores before he got home from work and he gets home from work and we're, uh, we're (laughs) drinking some soda and we're just hanging out and we didn't do any of the chores and he walks over and we're still playing video games and he rips the thing out of the wall. He brings it to the driveway. He grabs a baseball bat and he smashes it to a thousand pieces right in front of our faces. And then he made us clean it up. That is how you handle a situation like that. And and you want to know what he did after that? couple months later he bought him a new one after he started doing chores that's in my opinion a good way to handle situation so it's just funny that you know you're mentioning that and and I got to witness it firsthand not just from you even though you didn't break it but from a a neighbor of mine who who didn't I don't know if he talked to you or not but he he broke the system it was hilarious now that I look back at it it was
1: hilarious yeah so I mean you know but but the point is, is that some, some, you know, uh, young men, unfortunately, their their parents are, are people too. You know what I mean? Everybody's different. Right. And, and some parents don't set firm limits or boundaries or can have those conversations with their kids, those tough conversations, you know, and they wait, wait, wait. And then it's a screaming match. And then nothing happens. And then the same cycle continues. So strong gents is a, is a, is a, is a program. Okay. Where you, you, you know, We can help you, okay, uh, put a little kick into your step, okay, kick yourself in the butt a little bit, okay, and give you the juice, the mojo, okay, um, on a daily basis. We got so much stuff out here, and these are the lives that we lead, you know, and like I said, you know, if I can share, you know, we talked about living a life, and, you know, if I can share with someone else and it's going to improve their life, that's meaning something to me, right? So, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, like, uh, you know, what are you leaving behind, right? You know, because no, no, you know, no one's going to remember how much money you had in your bank account when you die, right? No one's going to remember that. Right. So, you know, but what do you, what are you leaving behind? What are you going to be remembered for? That doesn't mean that money's not good and we don't need money. Yes, we do need money, but if you live just to make money and that's it, like what's the point? Like, okay. So you, so you, no one's going to remember what you did, you know? So, um, You know, I just really I feel uh, passionate about this and motivated about this to 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 help people improve their life. You know, I know I can't do it, but I can influence, you know, and I can be a good mentor and role model because this is how I do it. This is how I do it. uh, You know,
0: know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm the one who started this thing. The reason I brought you on is because you're the number one guy in the world to help young men. I know that for a fact because I'm your son and um, I've had a challenging life. You've seen my life and um especially in my early twenties, you know, that was, it's a rough time. That's a time where, you know, you're contemplating a lot of things. You don't really know what you want to do and you feel lost. And yeah. something like me is I have, I have zero family for the most part. You know, um, <clears throat> I have a, a physical, physical illness um, that is very rare. And uh, that was very compromising, especially considering the line of work I went into. And I didn't and,
1: know what it was for the longest time. And that makes it worse. 10
0: though. years undiagnosed, which made it even worse. Cause I was getting called crazy and I knew I wasn't crazy and, but it made me a better trainer. Um, the fact that I sat, sat up reading 500 page me- medical textbooks at night to learn this stuff. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an wealth of knowledge at this point when it comes to the body and how it operates and functions. So it made me a better trainer. But um, point being is I started this program because I suffered. I suffered. I suffered from anxiety, depression, uh, lack of purpose, lack of, of direction. Um, and my own worst enemy was myself. And I wanted, I and from personal training now for so long, I've trained so many young men um, and they are, I see my old self in them. And it. And, and I, I got out of it just from pure willpower and then other people helping me along the way that I didn't even realize were helping me. But I look back like you were huge in that catalyst for my change in, in just in how my life was going. Um, but I know for a fact that what's missing in this world is, is a program or a system to help young men break through that existential crisis in that mid early twenties to make them better men. Yeah. Cause the world, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, it drives me crazy with this toxic toxic masculinity topic and all this stuff about men being terrible, ma- bad human beings. That is a complete false narrative. Okay, men men are so important for this world, just as just as women are. Okay, we're equal in terms of importance. But once you start hammering people down, and you don't let them live up to to what they're supposed to be, like men are men are builders. We are creators. We are. We are yes, sometimes aggressive, but we we get things done. But if you can channel all those parts of a man into a into a, a straight line and a good path, and you're creating, you're you're building somebody who can create something good in this world. I mean, the world you don't even think about some of the things that mostly men do. Like my lights are on right now. You want to know who who fixed these lights up? A guy. He was a male man. He was a male who came in here and fixed the lights up. You want to who did my plumbing last week? A male, you want to know who came and hooked up my cable? A male, you want to know who was building this before I moved in? A man. We don't really think about these things, but the simplest thing, like you're running water, usually is a guy. Now, not to say women can't do this, but men have lost. I think for the past, you know, five or so years, this like they've been hammered down, and they're afraid to, to express themselves. And young men, like they don't know what to do. Like they go to school, the parents want them to do something, society's telling them not to do it. They're afraid to to do, you know, just to be themselves. So I wanted to create a program where I could take the best people in the world and help them become the best version of themselves, the strongest version of themselves. It's awesome. I don't think- Fired up any other program out there that offers what we offer in terms of knowledge, a system and a route and putting people on a good path. So I'm uh, extremely passionate about it. I mean, I'm more passionate about this than anything else I've ever done in my life. And I'm an extremely passionate person. I mean, you don't work 15 hours a day for years and years and years without being passionate. So um, seven days a week.
1: Sure.
0: Um, so, true.
1: you know, extremely passionate. I, keep, I, I always say, and um, you know, you can try to avoid it, but you can't. I always say life comes at you no matter what. Okay. So life's going to keep coming at you. So if times are good, it's awesome, man. Like that's all good times, but you know what? Life's going to keep coming at you, you know? So those times could change. Is life bad? Well, life's bad a lot of times, but you know what? Life keeps coming at you. You know what I mean? So times can change, you know? So a constant is going to be, life's going to keep coming at you, you know, and you can hide in your bedroom for a while, but those days are going to end, you know? Yeah, I agree. uh, I think, you
0: know, just in,
1: another way to look at it is like, we are limited beings living
0: in an unlimited world in terms of time, right? So um, and, and in terms of our abilities, like our, our abilities are limited, but the universe's abilities are technically unlimited. We don't really know the limits of them. So there's always a challenge at our disposal, not only just in our limit of time, but our limit of resources, our limited knowledge. So no matter what, you, where you are in life, you could think you have a handle on things, but because you're limited and life is unlimited, it can throw something at you that you have never seen before. You don't have the tools for, and therefore it puts you in this, this cha- uh, chaotic spiral into whatever emotion um, that you're dealing with or whatever route you go in. And um, you have to learn, you have to to learn how to navigate those roads. And especially as a young man in your early twenties, early thirties, you're going to come across those times way more than you think. Yeah. Way
1: more. Yeah, And one of the things like, like with strong gents, you know, like I always thought, you know, there's. There's, there's, you know, you have to take some risks and there's, there's, there's small risks and there's big risks, you know, like, um, you know, but taking a risk to change, like, you know, getting involved as strong gents is a low risk, you know, it's low risk. Like you have substantial to, to get so much information and so much motivation to help you take a next step, you know, uh, it's low risk and taking these small risks in your life, because we, a lot of times guys just think about all or nothing. Like everything's this big risk, so I don't do it. No, that's not, that's not right. Not everything isn't a big risk. You know what I mean? So, you know, but take a lot of little risks and add them together and you're, you're going to start, you know, you, you might see some change, you know, and, that, that, and that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking to help these guys with, you know, and we have, we have helped guys with that and we're going to continue to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have to, I'm I'm a firm believer in in taking risks. I mean, I've been taking risks my entire life. I have not walked the the normal path that most people do. Um, I'm more of an outlier. And that's not to say it's the right thing. It's just what I chose, but I'm I'm good at taking risks. That's just my personality. Um, I take risks and um, I I don't believe like um, I, I don't believe that you, you search for the right answer. I believe you create the right answer when you take on a risk right so you work hard enough to make it work and i think if young men had a sort of support system which is what we do at strong gents they would be more willing to take those smaller risks right because a lot of times and i've experienced this before young men they might they might want to do something right but then you have that controlling parent maybe or family figure who's you know who's always on that like that side where it's like ah oh, maybe you shouldn't do it you know like play the safe side not to say that's wrong but sometimes from the closest people around you, their perspective of your abilities and who you are might not actually be true to what it what you know it is, and then they have this perspective because of their life that you should play it safe because they think they know the outcome, but they don't know the outcome, and they don't know you, and they don't know what you're really capable of. But if you can come have, find someone externally, whether it's a therapist, a coach, um, a teacher, a strong gents, coaching group, whatever the case may be, who can show you that you do have the potential and just give you the plan to make it happen. Your life can completely change. I mean, the amount of risk people don't take just because they're scared
1: of the repercussions and and we're talking small scale right now. It's just, it's insane. And and one of the things I will say that in my own life that, that uh, really impacted me a lot, you know, and I didn't, I never realized this would happen, but, but in work settings where I was exposed to uh, and I befriended older guys, Okay, that I that I looked up to and became friends with and learned a lot of stuff from them, their experience, still friends with them today. You know, uh, one of my best friends is 15 years older than me, you know, and and I am doing that the same very thing to like a guy today who's 15 years younger than me, who I my man, Jim, you know, uh, who I rock with. And he looks up to me as a mentor a lot of times in, in some situations, you know. And uh, it's so important for men. It's so important, but you can't find those guys, you know, if if you're not getting out there and, and you know, getting at it and, and and going to the gym and meeting people. Like, you know, when I was at the gym, you know, I don't I don't go to the gym anymore. I, I lift at home and all. But when I used to go to the gym. That that's where, you know, guys would talk between sets and they get to know each other. And that's a great place to get to know an older guy, you know, because they have so much to offer a guy that's 10, 15 years older than you. And, you know, um, and because they all have stories, right? We all have stories. Listen, uh, and, I have, you know, um,
0: you know, you know I train I, I clients who are in their seventies, eighties years old. I've gone out with them before, you know, like they are my friends and they, they, have, I've learned so much from those guys, you know, and and they're my clients, you know, they pay for my service, but it doesn't matter. You still create a bond. And so, you, so you're right. I mean, the amount, why would you want to struggle? Like, let's, let's put this into perspective, right? Um, let's say that uh, you're 20 years old, right? And you want to learn how to make a million dollars, right? You could try and just do it on your own, or, you know, you could go to the gym and start talking to somebody and find out that this guy who's 70, he made a million dollars when he was 30 years old. How'd he do it? He would be more than happy to explain how you could possibly do it, right? It just, it's a shortcut. It's, it's a shortcut. Same thing with like the physical training. If you go to the gym, you don't know what you're doing. Ask, ask someone who looks like they know what they're doing. It's a shortcut yeah. to success.
1: And that's what this program is for younger guys. Right. It's a so Sam, it's a so it's interesting. I just thought about it. So on this topic of older guys and being out there and talking to them and stuff, why don't you share, you know, how you came to meet your brother Wade. Yeah, okay. So that's a good point. So um yeah. I worked part-time at a counseling center,
0: right? Um, uh, where you worked at as well as as a therapist. And um I worked uh running the front desk, handling insurance and scheduling money and all that stuff. Um it was an awesome job. I learned a lot about just the administrative side of things. But during my time there, there was a guy who came in, his name was Barney, and he man, he was a character. We're talking old school Italian guys smoking cigars 66. and talking a lot. 66, 66 smoking cigars in the parking lot when he pulled up in his escalade i mean the dude was hysterical slick back gray hair comes in gold chains and watches but he was the nicest guy he was the nicest guy He was like your grandpa everywhere just like everywhere you went he was probably someone's grandpa right and i talked to him for maybe five minutes maybe five minutes and um twice on two occasions i think maybe three and uh, he asked me a couple of questions. We were just shooting the shit. And he was like, you know, what is is this your full-time job? And I said, no, you know, I'm a personal trainer in my part-time job. He was like, oh, awesome. I, I have a personal trainer also, also, right? That was that. Didn't talk to him again for three years. We're talking three years. I would did not talk to this guy. I get a random phone call from a random number. I don't answer. It goes to voicemail, right? And if the voicemail says, yo, Sam, uh, this is Barney. I got a job for you. Call me back. I did not remember who Barney was and I thought the guy was crazy, but I called him back and he remembered me because I I gave him a smile. I gave him a good personality and I was respectful to him and I connected to him just on a man-to-man level. The age didn't matter. We were talking about his grandkids. We were talking about working out. We were just shooting the shit inside the office before we went in for his appointment. And it turns out, um, that job that he offered me I've been there for over four years now and it's been the best job I've ever had and me and my my brother Wade who you know ended up hiring me uh turns out we have the the coolest friendship and you know business partnership of all time and that comes from 10 minutes of talking to somebody who right. at the time was a random guy to me right but um it's just and if you were older. if you
1: were if you weren't like that that this would have never happened, like your life would have taken a different turn, right? So uh-huh. if you weren't like that, you would have missed that opportunity, which was a good opportunity, unbeknownst to you. You didn't know that an opportunity was there, but we never know when an opportunity is there. So you always want to, you know, um, you know, be prepared to, 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 like Sam did, to, to do your best and to treat people the right way and to get to know people and to put yourself out there. Like what Sam did, although it was part of his job, he took a a, a real small risk. And engaging with this guy a little bit more than, oh, hi, yeah, you're here. Here's your appointment. Okay, I got you. You know, he engaged him. He didn't have to. He took a small risk to get to know him a little bit more. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You're right.
0: You're 100% right. A lot of people in that situation would have just checked them in and went on their phone, right? But I put my phone down, and because I'm a believer in you know service, right? So I try and give a good service, and people come back and they 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 remember a good thing about you. That's just what I've always believed in, is what I continue to believe in. I think that's why I'm super successful in what I do now, um, or partially besides just the knowledge and skill aspect. I think that has something to do with it, is caring about people. But um, I gave him attention, right? People like that, and I gave him a smile. And it's so funny because y- your best friend Greg, he said something when I was like. I think I had to be like 16 years old, and I never forgot it. I never forgot it. We we, we were we were outside the house at Molly Pitcher, right? And um, for those of you who want to know, Molly Pitcher is a street name street the name of the street that I grew up on. It's <laughs> old
1: Township, New Jersey.
0: And he just came over to chill, and he was all like, he was dressed nice, and his hair was done, and I and I remember asking him like, Yo, why? why the hell is your hair done on a Saturday at like two o'clock in the afternoon when you just came over to clean up the garage? Or something. He, he looked me dead in the eyes and he was like, Sam, you never know who you're going to meet. And I never forgot that. I never forgot that. And to this day, if I know I'm going somewhere where I might not know people, I try yeah. and present myself just because of that one comment. He probably doesn't yeah. even know That 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 stuck with me. We got to we got to tell him and remind. I saw him yesterday. We got to remind him. That's hilarious. I mean, you got to know that he does that. Did he? Did you you know that? You you told me that before. I didn't remember it till you just mentioned it again. But yeah. yeah. But no. But it's just it's a good point because it's like it's like you might not know who's watching, right? Or you might not know who knows somebody that might help you. But if you give somebody a good impression, they might reach out
1: to somebody or they might end up calling you like barney yeah.
0: called me three years later i think those little details are freaking important
1: yeah something something that may, and maybe we can maybe we can end on this um something my high school football coach said and, and always said and i remember to this day and and yeah and i do live my life this way you know such a great guy and he used to say i don't believe in luck he says you know the definition of luck is when when um preparation meets opportunity and it's funny that the people who are most prepared always seem to be lucky right everybody's like well he got so lucky well he was prepared so luck you make your own luck by being prepared okay luck is when preparation and opportunity those two roads cross so um i agree when you are when you are prepared okay um, you always want to be in a state of preparedness, okay, because you never know, as Greg said to you, Sam, you never know what opportunity may present itself at any given moment in your life, right? So um, that, you know, that that is wisdom uh, that I have carried with me now, um, you know, I'm 58 and uh, I got that wisdom when I was 15, you know, from like, yeah, listen, football it's true, it's just to throw to piggyback off that, you
0: know, once again, with the personal training aspect side of things, you know, when somebody comes into the gym and they're trying to lose weight and they're struggling, right? Most of the time it's because they're failing to prepare. It really is, you know, they're failing to prepare their food, their workouts, they're uh, failing to prepare their schedule, whether they got kids, they're busy. And they look at somebody else who has had progress and they're like, well, give me what they're doing. I want to do what they're doing. I'm like, well, what they're doing is preparing their day. That you're not preparing. They think these people are lucky, but it's not luck. It's preparation and taking control of the opportunity, taking advantage of the opportunity that's given to you. And so I think in, in when on a smaller scale, just not talking in terms of luck in life, like if you have the smallest goal in the world, if you just prepare one step better than you did to get it, you'll get there faster.
1: It's just it something simple. I agree. I agree. You know, and um, um I think that's a I, I think that's a great way to end tonight. And uh, you know, uh, be prepared, you know, luck, you know, luck is preparation meeting opportunity, you know, and um this was a great talk tonight. Yeah, it was awesome. Um I'm gonna end on my my saying, which is train your
0: life to change your life. I'm a true believer that you can train the smallest aspects of your life every single day in order to change it for the better. If you would like some coaching, if you're between the ages of 18 and 30 and you would like some coaching from some very, very knowledgeable and experienced gentlemen, um, feel free to reach out to us either on Facebook or you can email us at stronggentscoaching@gmail.com. At we are accepting new enrollees. And um, we can get you started on a better path as soon as possible. All right, we'll catch you next week. Sounds good.